So yeah, I appreciate you uh, becoming a Patreon. Yeah, thank you, man. I've been listening to your show for in the last couple of years. I always listen to it like my workout. I like how you like really dive in instead of just asking like the typical questions. Like, okay, tell me more. What was the challenges? How'd you overcome it? Cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. So why do you want to become a Patreon? I just, yeah, I just want to support you, man. Any feedback you have for me to try to get more members? Because it'll help you and other people, the more members I can right. get. I think, uh, I don't know what the pricing was. I just kind of glanced at it like uh, this weekend. I was like, and such a, a amount that people, it's like a Netflix model. It's like, oh, whatever. You know, you would finally check in once a month and still, you know, it's adding value. But I think it's kind of like, say, hey, guys, it's only like, you know, it's only three cups of coffee. <laughs> hey, guys, it's only three cups of coffee to join. I want to say thanks, Jonathan, for letting me play that clip. So what you're about to hear right now between your earbuds is actually Patreon episode number nine which is our first group Patreon call. And again, I'm not going to normally release these type of calls on our normal feed that you listen to, which is this one right here. But I wanted to give you all a little insight on, you know, what we're discussing in these group calls and hopefully get an idea of like how much more we can help you other than just listening to podcast episodes that we have with guests, which again, that's what we're normally going to have on this feed. But we've got a whole group of people who want to help you out and we want to help you out. If you need, you know, support in starting a business or growing your current business or whatever you need, like business wise, come on in, come join the membership. You know where to find it. It's in your episode notes below. So I hope you enjoy this first group call, which is Patreon episode number nine. Hey there, welcome to our first group Patreon call. I was debating whether we were going to record these things and share them or not, but I wanted to give everyone an opportunity to, I guess, be able to hear group calls in case they miss them. So this is basically a monthly thing that we're going to keep on doing. Um, we've had a lot of fun. So hopefully you enjoy this first group Patreon call that we recorded. Rain basically interviews me for about 13 or 14 minutes there in the beginning. And then one at a time, other people or other listeners jump in and we uh, both try to help them. So... Hopefully you get some value out of this and thank you for becoming a Patreon member and supporting us so we could do this and hopefully you'll join us on our next one. I've been working with a couple other uh, podcasters as far as like ways they monetize and Uh Uh honestly I, I would like to do like probably have my revenue from like a group setting like this where you know we have a membership site and then like maybe half of it through sponsorships instead of at 95 percent. so oh okay so you prefer to kind of split it up have half sponsorships oh, for, and oh, half yeah well yeah, yeah. so th- that's definitely so it's more long term i don't i think maybe i talked about that with eric on that call did you like that right. coaching call yeah it was awesome and i actually really really respect how vulnerable and honest you were not just with him but like to post that and really like that was that was amazing that was great I figure I got nothing to hide. That's the reason like I try to I love keep, it. That's well, that's how I try to differentiate myself from the, that's why I started. I always have to remember it's like, it's because I got tired of entrepreneurship podcasts that were selling people on go with this guy, but the guy was getting kickbacks and he wasn't, he's ripping right. people off for $5,000 courses. I always say right. that because I, I can always Google it. There's an Instagram course that costs $5,000. That's for entrepreneurs. And I'm yeah. like, how's that going to help anyone grow their business? Like you're just ripping people off. And then I actually go, went to look at his Instagram followers. This was a couple of years ago that this was like the point where I'm like, I've got to do my own thing. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I've had enough of people trying to rip people off, but it's yeah. like yeah. at that point I went to go check his Instagram followers and he had like 2000. I'm like, so not only are you doing that but you don't even have the follower account to prove out 
like why anyone would buy your course. So. It's, yeah, and that's so there's so much of that out there. Yeah. There's oh, so yeah. much of people selling something that they haven't accomplished themselves. I right. see it all day long. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so then essentially like aside from just trying to generate revenue, right? So you try to gener generate revenue by sponsorships and then also by creating a group is there's like, what's the real motivation aside from obviously monetizing it so you can stay in business? I know you talk about that a lot, but what's like the real main motivation? What are you trying to accomplish aside from, from revenue? Uh, I mean, that's really a growth in revenue. It's like, I like marketing. Like I'm good. Like I think I'm good at that. Cause that's how I've been able to grow the podcast, but, sure. um, really just to get up to a, a income where I at least was before to an extent. And I knew it was going to take time, but uh, you know, because again, I, I always compare myself. I always go back and look at my notes from even when I started, like how, how far was John Lee Dumas or how, how far was Andrew mm, Warner at this mm, point? And then, like right. how far was Pat Flynn at this point? And almost all those guys, and they said basically after the second year, they almost quit. Cause it's just like, they couldn't get enough revenue going to doing it. So I'm like, okay, I'm still like ahead of them as far as I'm going to, you know, if I want to back off on doing it, but really it's just the more money I can make doing it, the more like I can keep growing this thing. And then, yeah. you know, I, I really just don't want to do courses necessarily. I'd rather again, build more of a community. Cause I think that's the hardest thing is finding like, hopefully anyone who's listening now is like just making a group where people can ask questions and it's like, okay, do I do that for it through a Facebook group or whatever? It's just, again, that's part of the reason I want to do the group called just trying to get some ideas of, what would help everyone and make the Patreon thing sure. not necessarily a thing of like, Hey, you're just giving to like, Hey, help me stay in business, which I appreciate. But it's also, it's like, I want to make it more of a membership thing where it actually helps people instead of just yeah. like feeling like you're doing yeah, 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 help. Yeah. And so that's, that was part of the thing with the Patreon stuff. And again, I thought it'd be cool. I'd probably do more tactical interviews kind of like you said, or, you know, like we did that I think will be, will be good. So it's just trying to tease those out in the real interviews and then, um, the people who pay, you know, obviously they're interested. So it's like, uh, I'll get more tactical if they want or, or not. So just kind of right. go with flow. Yeah, I think that's smart. And I think that's noble of you. I mean, it's interesting that even you as being the leader of this podcast, you look to other people for kind of uh, not necessarily validation, but just to make sure that you're on the right place on your path, right? So you looked at Andrew Warner or John Lee Dumas and you go, okay, where were they? I think that's the reason why people are attracted to your podcast and podcasts like this. That's what it really did for me as I was first kind of growing this business. And I wanted to see where is somebody else on their journey? Is it normal that I'm struggling at this point or am I messing up? Because I think especially for all of us that don't have necessarily mentors or haven't seen it before. Mm -hmm. We may not know so much of like, is this, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Or is it hard because I suck at it? Because right. it's hard. So it's hard enough to, it's always gonna be hard enough to make you doubt yourself. It's always gonna be hard enough to make you wonder if you're on the right path, if this business is working, if you're good enough, and it really helps to see somebody else who struggled or is struggling and made it and you go, okay, it's just hard. Cause we're okay with just hard. We're not right. okay with, you know, we're off course. So there's a big difference. That's the reason I, too, I started, like, at least some of the recent ones, too, is, like, starting asking their age. You know, I think I've been doing uh, that for the last year and a half because it's just, like, hey, let's just, like, know what age you are so we can at least compare ourselves. And it doesn't matter, like, let's say some of them might be 30 and someone who's listening is 50. That's still okay, but at least you can get in the mindset of, like, where they are and what they're coming from because maybe if they're only talking about success, maybe they've only seen that. That's the reason I, tr I really want older entrepreneurs if possible, like anyone under 30, again, it's not me trying to be ageist, which, you know, people oh, yeah. can get offended, but it's really like, That's okay. That's so funny when ageist. Yeah, <laughs> but, it really, but really part of it is, is like, okay, if you haven't seen anything negative, something's going to happen, whether you, you know, yeah, you know yeah. 
know it or not. So it's just trying to get their perspective and their mindset while they're thinking about it. So like this episode that's going to come out, um, I interviewed the guy who's the CEO of Midas. He was like uh, the muffler. Dude, it, it's going to be a badass episode. It comes out in nice. about two or three weeks. I mean, we did three hours. It was so long because we only got no. So I, I'm going to what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut in half because it was so long. And then the second half I'm going to put on Patreon too. kind of like that Chad Patel guy, like the app. Like I didn't know I was going to talk about that, but I thought it was pretty useful stuff. A lot of people said they liked that. What do you think about that interview? Yeah, that was great. The first, the first, the first episode was really just about kind of like, you know, the, his business more so, right. And about that industry, cause you were so interested in that industry. And I thought that was, that was actually really interesting for me too. And then having to do another episode to kind of get into his story. So, and, and anybody who's here, jump in if you have any questions, right? Like um, unmute and, and chat with us. But uh, in the meantime, a question I have for you, because you kind of touched on something, which is, you know, you're telling guys on Reddit, I'm going to start this podcast, you're getting some negative feedback, but that excites you. Not everybody's necessarily excited by that, uh, you know, by, by kind of like the pushback or whatever. And my question for you would be, what do you think is the most prohibitive or the biggest speed bump that people run into? Because you've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs now when they're trying to get started, when they're first getting started, they're thinking about a business. Maybe they have a little concept or an idea in their mind. What do you think is the biggest prohibiting factor to them taking that next step and actually going forward? I think there's, well, luckily all the people that I talk to are like doers, you know, and I th honestly, anyone who's on this call, I'm not going to say that just because you're on the call, but I think anyone who's on this call is like a doer too, because they're willing to like be a Patreon and like, you know, re listen to these stories. So anyone who listens to the podcast, I'm just like, you're already like top 1% of like business minded. Like you might not be there yet, but you're like, that's how I got started. That's one of the dude. It's like, I, this is why I knew I'm not going to get out of the podcast game anytime soon. It's like, I started listening to podcasts. I think even when I told you it was like 2005. Right. So I've been listening for 15 years. And it's like, even when I was in college, I listened to like business ones, but they weren't ones that exactly I liked, but I'm like, you have to start somewhere. And that, I'm sure they were a major boring back then too. And that, it gave me, <laughs> but it gave me enough confidence. I'm like, okay, if that guy can do it, I can do it. So I listened sure. to that even when I worked at a bigger company. And then when I gave me a sure real estate boring company, oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, okay. I, there's certain, but there's certain like episodes, hopefully of my podcast or even other ones that you've listened to that I can remember where, where I was and I heard something oh. that I'm like, okay, I'm like, if he did it or I liked his insight and I'll write it down, I'm like, okay, how much of an advantage do I have by listening to this podcast that other people, if you're just starting your own business, like if I see a restaurant go on a bad corner or something like that, I'm like, dude, you did not think that out, did you? Right. You know, like, right. right it, and right, it's almost, right. it's almost, I feel bad for them, but Absolutely it's like, Absolutely feel but, bad for them. You but, don't want to see anybody fail. Yeah. Th but then yeah. I think I've got all this experience, not necessarily by doing everything, but by listening to these other entrepreneurs and like suggestions that they've had. So right. I think the main thing, again, I'm in a couple of different masterminds too. Mm -hmm. And the guys who I can tell are not, I can almost tell the first call if they're going to be able to accomplish what their goal is or not. Right, right, because right. They make excuses for what they're doing right. or not doing. It's like, right. okay, you, this was your goal. Your goal was to launch this website by this date, and you, you're like two months behind. And why? And then you just make a, you making up excuses. I'm like, okay, it's like, it's your choice. But we're supposed to hold each other accountable. I'm like, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just telling you, like, I could be quiet, like everyone else is on the call, and everyone else was quiet. But I'm like, dude, you're not filling in your goals. You're not doing what you said you wanted to do. And I said, if you're not even gonna like try to reach your goals we can't help you like i can only help you if you like if you're going to bring a website there and like we can help critique it like we'll help right. you with that but right. if you're not going to help 
you know, hold yourself somewhat accountable. I'm not even saying hundred percent accountable. It's just right. like, get enough that you, I got to see some momentum that I want to help you. But if you're not going to listen, then how we can't help you. I want to dive deeper on that specific topic right there. Right. Um, because I do think that's one of the reasons why people don't move forward. And why do you think that is? Because us as doers, sometimes we don't relate to people who aren't doers. Right. And try to put I yourself don't. in. <laughs> Sorry. I, 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 know, I know. I try. I try to. I put myself in the mindset, though. Like you're about to say, I said. I yeah. always try to put myself in the mindset of whether it's a podcast listener or whatever. Like go into their experience and try to think the way that they do. So, so that's what I'm asking you is why do you think that is? Don't like take away the immediate knee jerk reaction to be like you're not doing your shit. You know, like outside of that, if you peel back one layer, why do you think that is that? you know, the guy comes to the mastermind and doesn't have project A, B, whatever he was supposed to have for review. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's laziness? Do you think it's fear? What do it's you think? Fear. It's fear because you're scared because you're scared. Like I'm not, you're scared that it's not going to work. So you're not going to do it. You know what I'm somebody, saying? Somebody doesn't show up to a mastermind, make a commitment to do something and then not do it because they're lazy. Right. Right. Well, yeah. It's, it's fear, right? Right, exactly. Because yeah, if he yeah. was lazy, he would have never signed up for the mastermind. But here's what ticked me off is like, he's like, he missed the mastermind meeting before because we were doing it every two weeks. He's like, oh, we had a mastermind meeting last time. I'm like, uh, you knew that. Like it was, right, on, right. it's on your calendar. That's how you know you have this one. So you're making up an excuse for that. But because he wanted to do something where he was going to redo his website, make it look nicer and stuff. It's like, no, we just need something launched. You need to email because he wanted to do an online um basically conference and he has like two or 3000 email leads. And I'm like, how many of you emailed zero? I'm like, okay. I don't, like even, <laughs> I don't even think it's look, I don't even think, I think it's two things, right? I think one, it could be fear. And, and that's obviously like fear of I'm going to bring this to you guys, show it to you. You're going to say it sucks or fear. I'm going to tell everybody that this is what I'm doing. I'm going to try to launch it. It's going to fail. And then I'm going to have to tell everybody when they say, Hey, how's your website going? I'm just, I'm going to have to say it's shit. I shut it down. I failed. So that's that insecurity. But I think there's another thing too, on the laziness side, I don't even think laziness is laziness because I like to use extreme examples to show that like at some point things would change. Let's say you took that same person and you said, Hey, if you just go over there and shut the window for me. I'll give you a billion dollars. They jump up so fast, right? And why is that? What's the mentality there? Because they, A, the incentive is big enough. B, they believe they can accomplish it enough. So now they're going to put everything they have into it. I think laziness comes from not believing that what they're doing is going to work. So it's not worth the energy. I think that's part of what happens is we say, yeah, I'm supposed to build this website. Somewhere in the back of their mind, they're going, it ain't really worth the energy. It's going to be all this work. You don't even know if it's really going to work. Why bother? Why spend your money on it? Why spend your time on it? They still don't really believe in the idea that they have. And I think that's why they're lazy. I don't think they'd be lazy in every single situation. I think they're lazy in situations that they aren't convinced are really worth the energy. Now, some people may be more inclined to that, right? Like you might say, well, if I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it lazy or not. So that's a discipline. So obviously they're lacking that discipline, but I do think that in the right scenario, if they were more excited or believed more in what they were doing, you'd see a different personality, you know, a different characteristic come well, out. In them. For, for me, I think uh, <clears throat> I tend to look at the, the big picture instead of looking at small parts and it gets very overwhelming way mm. too fast. And then I end up talking myself down thinking, well, there's no way I can do that. I'm not at that level. Mm. It's interesting that you know that about yourself. Um, and, and so kind of consciously, you have to navigate that knowing that that's 
not the right way to be thinking about it, you know, like, have you, and, well, and that, that's, yeah, that, that's what I've been doing. And, uh, I mean, it only took me 20 years to realize it and <laughs> now I'm able to, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to make you spit your water. Um, but, uh, hey guys, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to like break up your conversation, but I've been trying to say something to you guys for, I, I like, I don't know, 10 minutes. It feels like, Hey, he has no drive. That guy has no drive. He's not just lazy. He just hasn't had the drive. Mm-hmm. That's my yeah. opinion. Oh, the guy I was talking about by the website. Yes, because yeah. if you're going to spend, if you're going to spend money, and you're going to say I'm going to do something, and then you have these leads, and then you don't even have the balls to email one of them, you have no drive. And to to miss meetings where he actually probably paid in or he he signed up for. He has no drive. He has no willpower to even see this, whatever he's creating to succeed. What's your name? My name's Erica. Hi. Erica. Erica. Do you think that's a fixable trait or do you think that's basically genetic and and not fixable? Um, you know what? I, it's probably 50, 50. Uh, I think, you know, I think people are, there's certain people, you know, they just, they've always had that drive since they were you know, younger. And then there's people that have, you know, they created over time, but most of the time I think it comes, it's probably genetic. You know, you either want to do something or you don't. And, and um, you know, I've, one of the things that I've always struggled with is, you know, I've, you know, I get corporate America and, and I sit there and I, I outspoken and want to see things succeed and, and where other people are like, Hey, don't say anything. Don't, it's so cool. Just let it run. And to me, I have a lot of drive, but I've always had a lot of drive. And so I, I just, I, my brother had no drive. And he didn't I can, do I can tell the days. way, I can tell the way you barged in on this call. I know. You definitely <laughs> have some drive. <laughs> and I was, I was about to stop rain. Rain kept going. I'm like, we'll talk for 10 or 15 minutes and we'll open it up. So yeah. I appreciate it. I, I, joined, I joined the call. I was driving home and I was, I joined the call and I was like, man, he is like out there. Well, how am I going to get in on this? Yeah. So. That's I'm funny. sorry. I was trying to be polite. No, that's all good. Yeah, it's perfect because you started breaking up, and then we'll we'll jump back to Lane. But Erica just became a Patreon this morning, so we appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. I you know I wanted to uh, I wanted to support you because I've been listening to your podcast. Oh, geez, I don't know the last three months now. Uh-huh. I was in the morning, night, on the way to work, um, when I work out, like all the time. It's very helpful. Very very helpful. Well, well, thank you for saying that. And that's part of the reason actually I wanted to do this call too, because even though I do the podcast and I talk to an entrepreneur, it just get, it gets frustrating because I never get to hear feedback from people. So even just hearing that, it's like I'm recording this now. It's like I can tell my virtual assistants and like, hey, you know, I'm not make, making up these downloads or people actually are listening. So yeah. it really is. It is nice to be able to hear something like that, that it's actually helping. And that's what I'm hoping that it's like we can maybe even take these calls and then um, go over certain topics once a month or maybe even more than that. But hopefully try to build more of a community where y'all get to know each other and can help each other out too. That would be great. Cool. Well, no, I appreciate it, Erica. We'll let you talk. But Lane, yeah, I, I know you're in the middle of talking there. So yeah, it's uh, it took me a while to, to realize that that's what I do. And so now I focus more on the small project and it seems to be helping out a lot. Um, and that it's, it's funny cause, uh, I do detailing. And so everything that you do in detailing is one section at a time. You don't just attack the car, you attack each section at a time. And I think that's kind of what made me realize. Cause you look at the whole car and you're like, Oh my God, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. But I know each step that I'm going to take to finish it and knock it all out. And when it's done, it's the whole thing's done. 
Um, and so it's kind of, that's a nice little analogy. That's a nice, simple analogy. It is just like that. But, uh, so yeah, that was just going back to the, it's not necessarily a fear. It's just overwhelming. Yeah. It's just doing one thing at a time. It's like, sometimes I just have to get, make that momentum go. And for me too, I told the guy when I was giving him the feedback, he wasn't happy that I was giving it to him, but it's like, like I said, I mean, I just felt obligated. I'm like, Hey, I'm telling you this because I want to like, I'm helping like, I actually care. So that's why I'm telling you this, but you know, again, some people don't want to hear that feedback so that you can't force them to accept your feedback, you know? <laughs> so hopefully other people hear that too in the podcast. Is anyone else want to, um, got any questions or want to, um, chime in? Let's see Bruce, Bryn, AJ and Nedjik. Is that how you say your name? I forgot. He was one, he, I think he's in Slovenia or something like that. Yeah. It's Slovenia. It's uh, Nate. It's, I'm good, dude. I remember it. Like it's been, a, it's yeah. been probably <laughs> almost a year since we talked. Yeah. It was like a, a half a year ago, I think. Yeah. So you still listen? Yeah, of course. I uh, appreciate your support too. So, um, well, I guess, yeah, uh, Erica, you got any questions for me at all? Um, you know, I maybe, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm creating a dating app and please, I don't want to hear it. Anybody it's, it's dating right now is awful. It really is. Um, I'm creating it out of a need and hopefully, uh, fix some of the problems that we're having. I'm, completely uprooting the system uh, that is currently out there. So it should be interesting to see how this comes along. But, you know, one of the questions I guess that I have, you know, one of the things I find really difficult is being able to estimate employee count. When do I hire employees? Like, where do I, how do I put that in my performa? Um, also, you know, some things I just don't know, like, I mean, how much is an office space going to cost? And so when I'm putting all this stuff in my performa, like, how do I, put a good estimate in and know that it's not something that you know I didn't I didn't give it a fluff to it or maybe I gave it too much fluff and that that's really probably my biggest question my biggest fear as as I'm doing this because I just don't I don't like to um, underestimate anything I, I'd rather put in more money or put it uh, or put higher numbers in there versus underdo it so, because I, I, I do land acquisition, that's my normal job. I work for a home builder. And so I'm in performance all day long and it bugs me to no end to uh, see a project go sour because the fact that, you know, whoever did it, did just, they were trying to make it work and just squeak by. And so when I look at this business, I just want to make sure that I have all the numbers, you know, as close as possible. I know I can't get everything right, but how do I do that? And I've listened to, you know, all your podcasts and I'm still having a hard time with, you know, wrapping my head around it because I've never started a business before. So I, I just don't know. Well, why don't you tell us first what you think and then, then Rain and I, I'll let Rain go first, give you um, some advice. But yeah, why don't, why don't you tell us what you're thinking first? Like, Well, so um, I was, you know, I was thinking I could do a lot of it on my own at the beginning, but I also need someone to look over the technology part because that's not my background. And so uh, I'm not sure if I should hire someone internally for that. I've, I've been told I need to. And then as far as salespeople, because I have two components to my app, one's going to the end user and there's another component going to businesses. And so I figured I can run solo for probably hmm, six months to a year at least with just me and if I'm starting it here in Houston. I mean, Houston's a very large city, but I've already been to, you know, probably 25 businesses in the last week just getting them to fill out a survey. And so I, I, I'm sales. I can do sales all day long. So I think that six months to a year, I can run that maybe me and maybe one other, like an inside sales rep. But I, again, I don't know. And 
as far as marketing girl or anything like that, I don't think I really need to hire a marketing person. I think I can run some of it on my own. Um, but again, it, I, I appreciate any feedback because I don't want to, I don't want to say, oh, I'm fine. I can just do it all in one man band here. I can be one man show. And then all of a sudden I don't have enough money and I need to hire somebody. Yeah. Well, I'll let Rain go. But my first question, if you don't mind, is I'm just going to say like, yeah, how much money do you have to save? Because that's, again, that's one thing I try to emphasize on this podcast that I feel like other people don't ever. It's like that really does matter because then that's going to help us get an idea of how long you can even go. Well, I'll be honest with you. I have about 15K and that's about it. And so a lot of it's going to be coming either from friends and family or out and, and investors. And I have a, um, I booked a flight to New York at the beginning of March to go to the, the dating conference. And supposedly there's VC investors there. And I mean, everyone I've told the idea to are like just excited and they want me to come and start pitching it to them. And so I'm not too, too worried about that piece, but at the same time, again, I, you know, I just, I just want to make sure I have enough money to, if I need to hire somebody, I can. So I'll let Ringo. Yeah, I have I have a lot to say about this. Um, so, uh, and I'm and I'm currently developing something myself. So I actually have some pretty specific experience and knowledge on this. So, how are you planning to develop your app? Are you going to hire somebody overseas? That's kind of the only no. way to do it under that budget. Oh, you have somebody in the U.S. doing it? Uh, yeah. So I have someone here in Houston. Yeah, I wanted to keep it local because I met with a girl that decided to a dating app um, over DNA of all things, which was kind of interesting considering you'd have to take DNA, but it didn't work out because Apple dropped it last year when let allowed them to take your DNA test and date in a dating environment. And so I met with her and she told me that don't do overseas, you know, keep here in Texas if you can or somewhere semi-local so that you could just, even if you have to pay a little bit more, you get a better quality experience. So, I, you know, I'm going off of her and not saying she's the end all be all, but um, I figured maybe she had a little bit more experience than I, I do. So I have someone here in Houston um, helping me with it. And how much are they charging you, if you don't mind me asking? Well, right now it's running 150, 150,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you have 15K where you're getting the 150,000. You have to get investment? I've got people investing in it, yeah. Okay. So here's. Yeah. Oh, you already do? Yeah, some family. I mean, it's not much. It's not much. It's just, oh, that's it's a lot. More like a, a payback structure, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot, right? It's a lot. If you lose it, it's a lot. If you a lose bit. it. Yeah, yeah. So here's 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 something else to consider, right? Like I have a development team that I hired on Upwork, and there's lots of people on Upwork, and I promise you, those people are talented. There's a lot of Indian guys, Pakistani guys, and those are the same guys working in Google and Uber and Facebook and everywhere else in Silicon Valley. So don't think that because they're overseas that they're somehow less talented or less honest. Those there's some really great guys over there. You just have to you know, do your vetting like you normally would and go through the process of interviewing everybody until you find somebody that's got examples of their work, somebody you trust, somebody, and you can get it done for a tenth of that. You, hmm. can, you can get the app done for a tenth of that. Now, listen to this. This is what I'm saying. Once you go get an investor, they're going to want you to deploy a bunch of capital at getting developers and probably remaking the app anyway. So what you're doing right now is temporary. You're spending $150,000 of friends and family money and your own money to build something that's going to get tossed in the trash as soon as you get investment anyway. What I would do is I'd go find somebody on Upwork to build 
version A, minimum viable product, right? An MVP of this for maybe five grand, 10 grand, and you can get honestly the same thing. I promise you, it's not going to be lesser quality. It's just going to be done overseas. I would have somebody do it that way. The number one thing when you want to go get investment for something like this is traction. I don't care if people are telling you we'll put money in now, they're going to give you 50,000 for 50%. But once you have users, they'll give you 2 million for 10%. It's a night mm -hmm. and day difference. You know what I mean? So yeah. So in, in terms of just kind of how you, how you deploy the thing, that's just a little bit of feedback that I have because, again, I'm doing a lot of research on this and I'm pretty familiar with this topic. In terms of like, you know, employees and, and when and how to hire, obviously the first step, it's similar to like the projects that you guys manage in construction or whatnot. The first thing to do is figure out what the scope of work is, and that comes through doing your business plan or at least doing an executive summary. And once you do that and some sort of like a basic organizational chart, then you know who's mandatory right from the beginning. The most important thing is to just be sparing. Get as much done as you can with as little money as possible and as few people. And the furthest you can go with a little bit of money and the fewest people, the less of your company you're going to give up and the more you're going to be able to get an investment and keep equity in the company. So you really want to not bootstrap necessarily uh, or if you can, definitely boots. Like I try to avoid a pre-seed round, right? Pre-seed is where somebody gives you $50,000, $100,000, friends and family. I'm not ever, personally, I would never borrow money from friends and family because I can't even sit at the fucking table in Thanksgiving anymore <laughs> if, I, if, if, if it doesn't go right. I don't care if it was 100 grand or 20 grand. I don't want 20 grand of my mom's money or my cousin. I don't want it. I'd rather yeah. fail on my own. Uh, but the good news is, again, with, you know, in 2020, you've got access at people all over the world, talent all over the world, and you don't have to pay the guy in Houston because some lady told you that's where she went. You don't have to pay them 150 grand. Even if your family wants to give you some money, which again, I personally wouldn't do that, but take your own 10, 15, five grand, build the apps first, go start testing the market, send it out to people organically or however that you have the, the means to do so. Get as many people, even if it's just in your local area or whatever, on the app using it. And once you have some sort of product market fit or proof of concept, then you can go start raising money. And then once you've raised money, then you can go hire tons of people. And it really, with the resources there, it opens up a whole realm of, of possibilities in terms of do I need now a CFO and a bookkeeper and H. And now you can go get your whole organizational chart filled out. But in the beginning, try to do as much as you can by yourself and, and maybe consider in outsourcing uh, the development. Yeah. Have you already signed a contract or anything with those guys or no? No, no. We're at the beginning stages. Okay. Well, let's, at least look at it before you go drop 150 grand, go look at it. Right, Austin. Oh yeah. Well, here's, I can say even thought bought you, obviously I, I hope, did you get a chance to listen to that episode? Which one? Uh, thought bought. It was episode 158. It's kind of a recent one where I talked about build a better, faster and cheaper app. Mm, I'm sure I did. They're, okay. they're all run together at this point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, well, it's one of the most recent ones. Like, it, I mean, especially if you're developing an app, I thought that one might stand out. I just looked, they have, they have an office in Austin, Texas. So that's only two hours away from you. And I mean, he talked about doing an app for 25,000, I believe, um, you know, and so even those guys and I mean, I would just even talk to those guys only being two hours away, like, and, okay. and go re if you haven't go re-listen to that episode or what, I mean, I got so much feedback on people thanking me like about that, you know, like what to do when you're doing apps. So it's episode 158, 158. Okay. Okay. And, and check that out. And so that's at least, I would at least get, you know, talk to at least three people, like talk to ThoughtBot. So you can talk to the person you're talking to now and then look on Upwork or, you know, there's other different sites that you can get, uh, 
apps developed overseas, which would still be way cheaper, but at least I think at least ThoughtBot is going to be a middle ground of, you know, some guy you can trust and you can listen to his Patreon interview too. It's like, he's a trustworthy guy. You know, I mean, I, I can tell that's what I try to weave out. I try to have people on here that I, I do a pre-interview with them first. I try to like make sure that they don't have any like terrible references or anything like that. And, you know, hopefully that's part of the intrigue of some of the interviews. Okay. Uh, can, I, can, I, can I pitch in? Yeah, go ahead. Um, oh, yeah, he's a yes. developer. Yeah, so, I, so I'm a developer uh, working for the US for a US company. Uh, so basically, please don't spend one one fifty k on MVP because you will you you will scrape it uh, at the day that that app goes live. Yeah. So like your top your top uh, expense should be like fifteen twenty k. Uh, you can also look at, at the Europe uh, hotspots like Ukraine, like also Slovenia. You can get a developer for like 4K a month. And yeah, try to try to build an MVP that is as um, like uh, that, it, that it's not uh, that isn't complicated. So like simple as possible. Well, you know, so I, I can't go into like too, too much detail about what I'm trying to do because it is pretty different. Than what everybody's doing. I'm taking basically three different business concepts that are out there right now and combining them to one. And so I'm wondering if that has something to do with it because it's not your typical go online, create a profile, you know, match with somebody in chat. It's completely different from that. And so I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it because I do need a website. I need a website for businesses and I need the app for the end user. And then I'm using an analytics tool as well. And so Again, I would just I say that you're, I think you're vastly underestimating the competency of the talent overseas, vastly. Look, I think this girl scared me. That might be what it is because she said, look, I, you know, I spent this money, I went overseas, I got it cheap, and that's what everybody told me to do. And then it just was awful. And so she said, if I have any advice for you, it's just pay a little extra and get it done somewhere oh, here. Yeah, 10 extra. That's, that's 10 times. Extra. There's this, there's this, there's this misconception that everything that's done in the U.S. is going to be flawless, and you can't find anybody shitty in the U.S. You could get, you could have a shitty experience in the U.S. too, and she could find a great person like I have, or she could find a shitty person overseas. It has nothing to do with that, but that seems to be the thing a lot of times is somebody hires, they outsource something, they have a bad experience, and then they go tell everybody, "Don't go overseas." That's just not the case. Yeah. Some of the most amazing things that have been done in technology and product development have happened overseas and so you got to just find the right person yeah nick did you have okay. any other input on that yeah i mean maybe try some recruitment firms uh that are hiring over um, overseas or in europe so maybe they okay, can help so where where would i go for that because i'll tell you i'm pretty active on linkedin i can tell you how many messages i've sent out and nobody it's like i'm getting ghosted well, do, does my breath smell bad do i think like i mean i know you can't see this through your messages but what the hell is going on? Because I've never been ghosted so hard through LinkedIn as I am now. And I'm like, geez, I just want some, some help here. I mean, please, I'm like begging for some help. And nobody will give me any direction. So um, is there a website to go to? I mean, other than ThinkBot, I mean, is there somewhere to go to that these people like they up, up work. out at? You got to go on Upwork. Yeah, or maybe try to contact uh, local agencies, like local development agencies, Am I getting am I getting bent over here? Is that what you're trying to tell me? You're saying you're being really stupid. Okay, so what? Hey, well, you you don't have a video call on, so we can't tell if you're getting bent over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
yeah. I mean, without without knowing without knowing all all the future of, of the app, it's very hard to to really um, tell you if if you're going if you're going over. I mean, uh, if one in, if one fifty is too much, you know, um, if if there is like an AI or machine learning behind your app, that's a different thing. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 again, it's just a little different, so I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I see a lot of these dating apps. I've, I've been on over 50 of them, not for, like, personal use, but um, just to, you know, you know, fake a profile and check them out. And, uh, yeah, they're all the same, and they're very simplistic in nature, where mine's got a little bit more of a complex. Yeah, uh, but I'll tell you, like, any, any gaming app, anyone that has, like, a good gaming yeah. app, those are way, those are way, compl you know, I think Nick can probably attest to, I mean, just imagine, like, I've, I've looked at, played some of them, like, dude, how, how are they even doing that? And that, those are pretty complex, you know, I, and, I don't think it would be as hard as that. And those aren't that expensive? I mean, I couldn't tell you, Nick has better experience, a question, but it, I mean, the main thing is you just need to make a Google sheet and probably just go through as many as you can. And I'll say, actually, there's a, there's an episode coming out a couple, probably four weeks from now, a guy from Hubstaff and, um, he actually hired a developer and he was talking about how many people he had messaged on LinkedIn and there's no responses. So he said he finally found someone local that he messaged before and, but he was a partner and he was a friend of a friend and he wanted a partner and this guy ended up being a partner versus like, you're still just looking for an app developer. He's like, it was impossible for me to find just a local developer um, without doing some equity and he wanted a partner anyway. So it ended up working out, but you're not, you're not the only one ghosted on it. And that's what, and honestly, I, I went down that road first because I thought, you know, it's just me. It was my friend with me. She's the one who like pushed me to do this. I, I just came up with an idea yeah. and then everybody was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. And then, but that person has died off and she's on to better, bigger and better things. And, and I wanted, I thought, it'd be great. Maybe I give them a little equity and they can be a partner with me and help me really create this, but I can't even sniff those guys out. Yeah. So maybe it's just timing and maybe yeah. it's just timing. So Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, guys. just keep testing it. Yeah. So, anyone else got any um, other questions or have questions about me? Actually, I, I had my wife join, so she's got quite. She, if y'all have questions for me that you want her to answer, she's happy to jump in here and say something. She just came in, so thanks, Holly. I'll pay her later. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, you can pay me in advance. Yeah, Austin. Can I say something? Who is this? This is AJ. Hey, AJ. Hey. So I'm also a developer and uh, just to add to what you told about ThoughtBots is uh, one of the great things that they, they do is in the first week, they just call actual customers that will be using your app and they will test it whether the idea is working and and that, that is probably the best way to do it. Mm. So we got two developers here. I mean, it looks like your Patreon membership already paid off, right? Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> you got two developers. I put you in more contact with developers than you ever have gotten. Yeah, so you're saying I, you're saying I don't need to go into next month. Is that correct? You cannot cancel after one, one month, though. That's yeah. <laughs> no, I think uh, yeah, 150k is is quite a bit. It's just that your idea you can very easily test it whether it is really going to work or not. And that is going to be on the actual customers and the ThoughtBots guys, they, they do Craigslist and they, they actually get people to test your idea in like one week. And then you, you get to know what features are good, what works, what does not work. Yeah. Okay. Without putting a lot of money in there. But it sounded like those, it sounded like those ThoughtBot guys though, 
this was the thing that I gathered from it, and maybe I misunderstood it, but it sounded like they were charging ten, twenty thousand dollars to basically create like a clickable prototype, go out and do some market research for you and come back and tell you, now that's valuable, but for 20, 10, 20 grand, I can go build a functional app, launch it and go learn about what's working, get customer feedback. If I have a clear enough vision about what I'm trying to build and the audience I'm building it for, I personally, and especially if I didn't have millions of dollars to invest, I'm gonna skip spending that 10, 20 grand to do some market research and then still have to go build my app because I don't have any product yet. I'm gonna spend that, build the product out, at least in a simple, simple way, and then go try to get a thousand people on my platform and there's my market research. And from there continue mm -hmm. to develop. Well, that's because you know. you're more tech oriented, I think, than she than Erica is. And I think AJ and like Nick might be able to understand that and do that. But for her, I mean, she was about to spend 150K. To me, it'd be wow. worth her right. spending that 10 to 20 and then going to get the, the developer just because she it doesn't seem like she has any tech background or she feels more comfortable. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know necessarily, I mean, but I'm a little bit. I, I I did I did write HTML when I was like 15. Okay, I'm a little. <laughs> MySpace. Just, yeah, that was seven years ago. You're only 21, right? <laughs> Shut up. Well, I'm 36, but yeah. still, like, <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I have a little bit. I, I've already been doing a lot of research on my my degrees in marketing. Like that means anything these days. But um, you know, I've done I've done a lot of research when it comes to the end user and as far as businesses. So I have two users here. I have a business, and then I have a the end user that's single and then I'm also targeting couples as well and so I've already done the research there so I have all the research to support it so I'm not I'm not I'm not too afraid that I'm gonna have a good response and I've been kind of feeling everybody out for the last seven eight months well it but, is a dating app it makes sense I'm gonna give you I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a recommendation Erica something just really came to the surface and made sense to me about you a little bit and this is just obviously I've known you for 30 seconds <laughs> I, th I think whoever you put with you in this business next, whether you pay them equity, bring them on as a partner, or you end up hiring an employee, put somebody in there with you who's on the other end of the spectrum that'll allow you to kind of be the sales forward, high energy dreamer, visionary, and you need a nuts and bolts, somebody who's going to bring you down to earth. And when you say, I'm going to spend 150 grand on this or 50 grand on this, they go, wait a minute. And they need to slow you down and make you go vet these things more and before you jump into stuff, let's go shop this around. Let's talk to five people. Let's look at all of our options because people like you and like me too get so excited that we just go and then somebody says, do this and there's the open door. And then we just want to walk through it and we don't want to stop and do all that stuff that helps to kind of avoid some of the pitfalls that'll happen if you just rush into things. So that would just be my recommendation for you is get somebody who you might even see them as boring or being like, kind of like naggy or bringing you down, get somebody who's more of like a bean counter and somebody who's really sensible and kind of balance you out a little bit. Does that seem fair to say that? Uh, I, I think you hit it on the head. I think I, that's actually, I've been looking for that. So if you see anybody, uh, send them my way. I'll give you my email address. Just tell them to email me. They can link in, link to me, yeah, send me a yeah. message. No, I, I agree with you. I do, I do need someone. I've been thinking about like, who should this be? I thought to do it a tech person, but yeah, no, my, my friend was, she was the opposite side, but unfortunately, you know how that goes in businesses. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, the next person you invite has to be some, some semblance of, of that same thing. You need to fill okay. that, that space or else, because the dangerous thing is if you go put somebody else next to you who's like you, you guys are going to be a wild hair. You guys are just going to be, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you think about today, you're going to just go blasting off in some direction without even looking up to see which direction you're going. You really have no, to I agree with you. Gonna, you. You hit the gas and they hold the steering wheel and together you guys will have momentum and direction. 
can I can I just ask one question? Yeah. Um, so to um, how many to how many users did you talk to or businesses about your app? Every time, every time I'm anywhere, every single day. Well, probably, probably out of a seven day week, I probably every other day I talk to somebody about it. I can, I couldn't even tell you how many people I talk to. As far as businesses, my goal was to have 100 businesses uh, do this survey. Right now, I'm at uh, 30. And so I'm working on getting this completed by next week. Um, but every single person that takes the survey, they're all, they, they want me to do it. They, they're wanting now. And I can't give it to them now. And every single end user I talk to wants it now. And again, I can't get it. I mean, I can't do it now. I mean, I'm hoping to aim to get this out if I can be aggressive enough. And of course, I, I mean, it's probably being too, too happy about it, but I'd like to get it out by end of year, beginning of next, if possible. So, I mean, so that's what I'm trying to do. a couple hundred people, it sounds like? Yeah. Total? Oh, okay. More, maybe. I don't even know. I mean, I've talked to so many people, I can't even tell you. I mean, my, my advice is make a clickable prototype that's cheap and show it to people and then iterate on it. And then when you have a solid idea of the final app, go build an MVP. And like do it in, in, in those steps. Um, mm -hmm. That's my, that's my um, suggestion. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for bringing that question. So, does anyone else have any other questions or anything? Like I said, if either ask me or rain, um, it's just kind of open ended. And I, again, if y'all like doing this, we can at least do it once a month. I figured where someone maybe has a big question, we can talk to them for a while, but if anyone else has any questions or input about the podcast, happy to answer them. Bryn, Bruce, Jay, are you in Chicago? I'm in Detroit. Detroit. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I just had you on LinkedIn. I wasn't sure what's your name. So where are you from? I'm from originally from India, so now mm -hmm. I'm here for 20 years. Why did you want to go to, uh, I guess, Detroit? Well, I was in, uh, I'm an engineer, like mechanical engineer, so so came here with all the cars and things. Uh, uh. So are you working for yourself or do you have a job? No, no, so, so maybe that's my segue into the question is for you is, uh, I'm into, I'm in the job and, uh, I have an idea again, an app creation. I have a mentor. Um, I was about to quit, but he said, don't quit right now. You don't have, uh, anything going right now. So, uh, so when was it that you knew that you have to quit your job and, um, you have to start the business full time? Yeah. I guess I'll start with the same thing that I said earlier. It's just like, how much money do you have saved up? That That's always the main thing. Cause it, I have worth... about a year or so with my family. I can, I can take care for one year. Okay. Well, that sounds like a decent amount of headway. Cause like my background was real estate and they always said, um, to always have like two years worth of salary because of downturns, the possibility of that. So that's what I always strove for, but it's like a, a year seems decent enough to me. And what do you think about rain? Uh, well, it depends, right? Because you look at like the runway that you have, maybe you say I have 50 grand, whatever in the bank, but if you're going to spend 30 grand building your business, then you have 20 grand. So you have to factor in if there's any money you're going to spend once you quit your job and then try to launch a new business. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got it. The good thing about this app thing is like you don't need a humongous infrastructure and offices and people, right? It's just... If you're the developer, yeah, then that's yeah. the main cost to get started. So for sure. It's on the cloud and all this. So. Right. So, 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 so then what is it exactly that you're waiting for to get going? Uh, I'm a little, um, um, a lot, lot of, um, I mean, 
I'm a little weak in all that customer discovery and all those phases. Um, I, I get uh, nervous picking up the phone and talking to people and maybe calling people and things like that. So that's where I'm. Struggling. Can you give me a general idea about what the business is? So like the business, the app is the app is connecting um, schools to uh, to parents. So okay. um, so I I have to go talk to schools and um, and. Uh, just ask them what their uh, what their problems are and if this app solves those problems. Mm, mm. That's where I am. And you okay. definitely want to do this app or is there something else that you might want to do? Because you just want to be your own, you, don't, you just want to start your own business, it sounds like, right? Yes. So it doesn't have to necessarily be an app, right? Um, but um, your ideas always um, force you in a certain direction, right? So mm. I'm already, I have already developed the app. Uh, it is it is there um maybe 40 to 50 percent done mm. kind of from the family side so know what you need tell me yeah yeah this is what you need and this is coming from somebody who i'm 38 now and i've been in sales since i was i don't know probably 11 honestly uh you need a salesperson Correct. you need a salesperson you're not going to be able to pull this off on your own if part of this is talking with the schools, getting them engaged, getting them to buy in on the app, having the in-depth discussion about you need somebody who's going to partner with you that's going to be more the face of the company. They can go out and get the buy-in, build the partnerships, come back and share data with you. You can be there with them, but you need somebody who's going to lead the charge on that or it's going to, you're going to struggle a bit trying to get people to connect with you on, on what you're doing. He needs an Erica. I mean, it's, uh, it's really, <laughs> honestly, that's what I was thinking. It's like, yeah, y'all are yeah. the exact opposite of the spectrum, right? Like, yeah. so that that's, Perfect. that's exactly the type of person that you're looking for is someone like that. But again, it might be harder for you to find that person where Erica's having problems finding developers, right? Cause she's not in that background. Yeah. Hey, and like, we got a connection oh, here. And Erica's, Erica's like, <laughs> you know, and I just think it's going to be really hard for you, Ajay. Is it Ajay or Ajay? Ajay. Ajay. Yeah, so I think it's really going to be hard for you to find someone like her because I don't think y'all run in the same circles personality-wise or where, you know, if you're going out or whatever. So, I mean, it's really going to be the same type of person that I think you would want, right? I mean, that's what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. you think, Rain? I mean, and that's what Rain I, was just saying. So I, I agree 100%. Now, it's we're kind of joking about you two literally getting together, but exactly that's kind of what each of you need is the other side of the spectrum is like, you know, you're a developer. You really don't want to go out doing sales. You said you're not comfortable with it. If you don't want to do it, if it doesn't come naturally to you, you can force it, but you're never going to be great at it. And honestly, you shouldn't even try to be, you should get somebody who loves that. They don't want to be a developer. That's what they're great at. And they can go do that and be super happy and, and excel at it. And then you can do your thing. So that's really you know, there's, it's, it's, it's often hard to have a one person, uh, one person start a business because you usually need two ends of the spectrum, you know, and then, and then you, Erica, you kind of need the other side. I mean, whether it's a developer or even if it's not somebody who's necessarily the developer, but somebody who's just more of a, a bean counter and more level headed, that's what you probably need to, to round out your you know, your startup team is somebody who can just kind of focus more on sticking to the plan, sticking to the budget uh, and being thoughtful in that way. But, you know, you, Erica, could get like somebody who does that stuff. And the third leg of your race could be hiring an overseas developer or somebody in Europe or India or anywhere else. So that, that developer doesn't necessarily have to be a permanent part of your team. If you do end up getting like a, a 
technical founder, if you find somebody who's great and wants to do what you're doing and, and, and share in some equity and just go for it, that's great. But you can hire and outsource that. And then once you have an app that's working, again, you go get some investment and then you can just hire a CTO or somebody to lead that side of the business for you. Awesome. Yeah, Ajay too. Yeah, why don't you just send me an email afterwards? If you, if, there, if there's something you can look at at the app, like we can give you feedback and you know as well and try to see what we could figure out as far as an opportunity for you to find someone who has like a personality to help you sell it. Especially if you, you have it all done, you said. Not all done. Um, I, well, I mean, the the idea itself, the concept is all. Um, well, well, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. we know that for you, Erica, and we, we already got you. We're talking about a job oh, now. Oh, okay. You're not talking to me. Sorry. I'm a little confused here. It's all like, good. I keep hearing my name pop up. So, yeah. okay, never, we won't say your name now. anymore. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Austin, can you hear me okay? Yo, is it, who's that, Bryn? This is Bryn, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to uh, pop in here. Uh, you mentioned my name a couple times, and uh, someone got, a, got jumped in before I was able to speak. I've been listening Aww. to your podcast for... Um, probably a little bit over a year or so. And I just wanted to say how much I've enjoyed it. Uh, I'm 48 years old, been in business ever since I was probably seven years old, started out mowing lawns and whatnot. And uh, uh, the people that you interview, uh, it's so um, encouraging to hear, you know, how hard they've had it because, uh, you know, so many small business owners, everyone thinks it's so easy, but it's so hard. And all of your uh, guests uh, say the same thing. It's it's nothing easy about it. Yeah. Well, I know. I appreciate it. You're up in Canada too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, I, I, I was lucky to get on the call. Uh, I'm, I'm do a little bit of snow plowing and we got a little bit of snow here today. So I'm just pulled over uh, listening uh, or doing a little bit of plowing and listening. I'm pulled over right now. Uh, but yeah, up here in Canada and Nova Scotia, we're on the East Coast. Cool. Oh yeah, with Metro Gutter. Is your, That's you're right. Still doing that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, this time of year we're not uh, as busy. So uh, do a little bit of snow plowing uh, in the winter. Yeah, I've actually been doing coaching with that guy Eric Gilbert Williams, who was a uh, he was one of those episodes he did the roofing company. I don't. Did you hear that episode? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. His was pretty inspiring because he was saying even at night that he would end up uh, putting headlights on, you know, his hat or whatever to work at night yeah. because it gets dark so early up there, right? Yeah, we, uh, yeah, it, it certainly can. He's, uh, I think he was out west in Alberta. Uh, so, yeah, they certainly have less daylight out there for sure. Cool. Well, yeah, no, I appreciate you saying something. And I appreciate you, you know, helping us with being a patron before. It's like, uh, again, yeah, you just even saying that, like, I feel like I have enough momentum from good energy for the next couple months at least to be positive oh, about it. So thank you for saying something about it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Always look forward to it. Yeah. And look, listen, when I became a Patreon member, uh, there was, I think uh, there was a 30 minute phone call with you. I never got. Yeah. Well, I sent it, <laughs> I, I sent it out to you. You remember? I know. Oh yeah. I'm not blaming you. I'm saying, okay. I yeah, I know. Yet, uh, so. Yeah. Well, give me get a, a schedule that you still got the email. Yeah, I will. Well, for sure. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Okay. That'd, that'd be awesome. And again, yeah, because again, it helps my team too when I can tell them, you know, that we're having these positive insights and, from and people. While I while I'm on the phone, I'm going to go mute here, but I'm going to ask Rain, what the heck do you do? Hawks packaging. Uh, so we sell flexible packaging, basically sell retail packaging to food companies and pet food companies. You can hear my story. I don't know if you checked it out. I was oh, at the I think I did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. I heard it a couple months ago, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, so that's what we do. And I'm launching a new business actually, that's going to be the first ever U S competitor to uh, Alibaba. So we're creating an international marketplace where U S buyers can find factories in China and all over the world, uh, just kind of a safer and better way to do it. Cause Alibaba is a pretty dangerous place to do business. So those are the kind of things I'm involved in at the moment. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, I see Bruce. Bruce, thanks for joining. Hey, Holly, are you, do you have to get off soon or no? Um, I'm good. Okay. So anyone got questions, even Rain, you know me probably better than anybody, even though yeah. Rain and I just met through the podcast too. So that's kind of cool. It's just like, again, y'all hopefully seeing faces and being able to connect um, a little bit. But Rain, you got a question for my wife about me that, you know, she can give you the honest answer. Yeah. How difficult is it for him to load that boat into the water? Cause I'm like pretty, I'm pretty jealous about the fact that you guys have a boat. I fish a lot and I haven't, I like, I almost bought a boat once and I didn't. And I'm talking to him about his boat and he's complaining about it. I want a boat and he's complaining about his boat. So how difficult is it? Um, well, first you of told all, me to he, ask. Couldn't do it. he couldn't do it without me. So I think that's a very important part of it. He did say but, that. No, I mean, I would say that he, you know, we've done it a lot. So um, I think it gets in there pretty easily. I think that just with our marina, it's just the issue is there's never um, parking available. So sometimes you get there and he actually has to take the um, truck and the trailer home and Uber back to the boat while I'm waiting in it. <laughs> Thanks, Rain. I'm going to lose all my Patreons. I think I was just a boat. I got a nice boat. This is a boat I bought when I did commercial real estate. That was $7,000 in case anyone's wondering. I haven't sold it. I've thought about it, but yeah, now, now, now I have no Patreon members. Thanks. It's a sweet boat with flames on the side. No, it's, it, no, it's not. Paint. See this guy. <laughs> okay, Rain, it, 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 how do I kick somebody out? Okay. <laughs> Brutal. Did, you, did he tell you about all of his handiwork he did on our seat cushions? On no, the boat? no, please tell oh, us. He painted them himself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, I painted them myself and they actually look good and stuff. I'm actually kind of artsy. And I, need probably can't tell. Yeah. I need pictures. Can you put a picture in the chat? I need a picture of that. If you want well, I can go outside, but go ahead. Can Bruce. I ask a question? I, yeah. I, can I ask a question? This is Bruce. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt that, but I was just curious. Um, We've been getting a lot of new business, and uh, it have been just debating whether to hire new people. Um, but when we hire new people, it cuts out at cuts into our uh, profit for everybody else. And uh, and so I, I just I just want to find out from from you guys what your thoughts are in terms of when you hire new people. I I tell employee I do employee benefits, so they're the training. Uh, of, of new employees is, is really significant. They need to know what they're talking about. We hire new people who don't know anything about insurance and we train them, we get them licensed and nobody gets paid a commission, gets paid to the company. And so we're, uh, um, but there's a great deal of expertise that they have to have. And so I think we should hire more people. I, uh, but my, I have two employees who are amazing, but they, they don't really want to take the time to train somebody. And so I'm just trying to wonder, and I don't know if you guys deal with, Stuff where there's a lot of customer service, a lot of uh, sort of the, the knowledge base is pretty high. Oh, yeah, I'll let Rain get... take it because Rain's in California. You're in California too, right? Maybe. Yeah, actually, I'm in Boston right now, but I live in LA. Yeah, yeah he yeah, lives yeah. in California. Like all my stuff is virtual assistant, so it's easy for me, but I'll let Rain take the handle on that. Right. Well, uh, so your guys, they're selling insurance. Is it like uh, in person or is it over the phone? It's all, we got all the, all the, it's all for small businesses, one to 100 employees. And all of the uh, people that we help are uh, companies that contact. They find us through organic search. I write the articles. We do extremely well on Google search. And um, so we're really, 
on the same side of the page helping. So it's not really a sales position, even though people are licensed. Um, it's really just, uh, I'm really the only one that does any sales and I manage that. So it's once we get them set up, I hand them off to the employees who, who install them. We have online enroll systems and a variety of other things. Uh-huh. And so, and, so and then the claims entry? and customer service. Is it, it, no, is this, so what's the position that you're hiring for specifically? I know you're kind of describing it, but what's the job title? What is it, customer service or? Well, employee benefit specialist, what we talk with is a, is a specific name. I, we, I was extremely fortunate. I had a really difficult time hiring some people because I used to do interviews on the phone and now I recognize that they really have to change and so they have to give us writing samples. And because now everything is email and, 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 and your ability to speak on the phone is not as important as your ability to communicate through writing. Mm -hmm. um, so we've changed that. And so that has been extremely successful in hiring the, the, the person we just recently hired two years ago now. Uh -huh. But it's, it's, so it's customer, so it's, it's understanding a problem. If somebody has a claims issue, a problem, you know, somebody's not getting paid or they didn't get a bill or the insurance company didn't put them on the thing. And then figuring out how to solve that problem and, and, and effectively do that. And then we have a variety of different systems. I, I hear you. Let me go from here. Cause, cause I'm in a similar situation, right? Like uh, we sell flexible packaging. We sell basically plastic bags that people use for food or pet food. And it seems on the surface, if you don't know the product, like it would be super simple, but it actually takes us like two months to train a new employee, to train a new sales employee. So I totally understand that long training cycle. And in that couple of months, it's just, I don't want to call it a burden, but it's an expense for the company because they're not generating any revenue. Now, it seems to me that these people you're hiring being customer service positions, they're not revenue generating employees. They're not salespeople, right? So they're always going to be. So my question is this, I have two, I have two questions. I guess one is, the obvious solution is raise your prices. Is that possible or is it too cost competitive for you to be able to do that? And two, let me just ask both. And then two would be, why, why aren't you hiring more salespeople? So it's interesting. So right now we have more business than we can manage. That seems that I know it's an unusual problem, but, um, mm -hmm. and the price is, is fixed. We sell the exact same product, exact same price as everybody else in the state of California. So it's Online, we compete that way. Pardon me? It's kind of commoditized in that way, so to speak, right? It's, exactly, it's a completely commodity. Um, it's just extremely complicated and, and complex. And so if you're a small business owner and you don't understand how to set up health insurance for your employees, we're able to do that for you. It costs the exact same rate whether you go through us or go through the insurance company. Mm -hmm. But we can help you figure it out and solve your problems. Um, and so we get a lot of people contacting us. The, the challenge is how do we provide the same quality of service to those people and, and we do, and we really want to have to have to add more and more people. Um, earlier this year, when I, I started listening to to the podcast, it was helpful because I I learned about uh, some uh, this book Traction, and, and we then and we started doing Zoom video calls, and Austin was really helpful with some CRM ideas, and and in our call, and we, we set up a thing with Insight. So we got a, a very well defined um, pipeline for. Uh, clients and, and our thing is that once you have a client you keep the client you don't want to lose the clients so we have very good retention and we, we we move the people through the renewals and you know it's a, it's a very expensive thing that we i think mean, we offer a really good service um and so that what we're getting more so why don't i, I and to answer your question why we can't raise our prices because it's fixed Not that. the other is is um why don't we have more sales people increase our sales it's just we don't have the capacity to uh to service them um, we could, what we are trying to do is get larger clients because the larger clients 
We're hold on, hold on. I, I, I didn't understand that. I just want to make sure I don't miss anything. So you you don't have the capacity to service who? The salespeople the, or the, the customers? The customers, the customers. So so let me just let me just slow down right there and just I just want to fully understand because that way I can give you kind of just at least my feedback on it. So so you're saying you have more traffic or more leads than you can handle, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And, and so I'm trying to understand again, why more salespeople being able to then field more leads so that you have enough salespeople to handle more business. Why again, does that specifically wouldn't work? Is it that you don't have time to train the salespeople because you're selling? Um, yeah, so, so our sales process is, uh, is for people to contact us. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and there's some, some customers are better than other customers. And we kind of have been, the people that don't seem to be really good fit, we kind of don't do. Um, I guess we could take them if we needed to. Um, but it, the, our, the, the, the bottleneck is not on getting people into our pipeline. The bottleneck is, is our, our capacity to service many more and more clients. So just three of us in the company, we have 170, 100, 150 different group clients. Um, so we might have 70 that renew and, you know, in the month so you're of saying, December. So you're, saying if, so you're saying even if you sold more customers, you don't have enough of these kind of account managers to, to facilitate that business is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Right. Got it. So it's kind of, it is kind of a tough catch 22 because, uh, but I have a solution for you if you want to hear, but it is kind of a catch 22 because with more salespeople, you have more money. You can hire more of these guys, right. Um, to do the account management. Uh, but you know, then you kind of, it takes a long time to train them. I totally understand the, the, the place where you're stuck is it takes so long to train them. If you bring in more salespeople, you have more business, but then you don't have anybody to manage it. It takes too long to get them trained up to manage it. It's difficult. So you kind of do need the account managers. And then right after that, immediately try to hire more salespeople so that you can, uh, recover some of that revenue that you're spending. You don't want it to just be an expense on the business is hiring more and more staff. At some point you have to bring in more revenue, right? Here's, yeah. does that make sense so far? I just want to make sure I'm not. Yeah, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so where are your, so how many account managers, I'm just going to call them that cause it's easier for me if you don't mind. How many account managers do you have now? You have two, two. not and you're not one of them, right? Correct. Okay. So you yeah. have two. Um, I'm the only salesperson, right? Got it, got it. Now I, now I fully get it. Okay, thank you for changing your shirt, Erica. I really yeah, didn't I like noticed, that other I shirt. She that did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a date, she's on the dating yeah. service. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's about to take a new profile picture. That's good. Mm. Okay, so, 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 so here. So, and where are your account managers located? Are they local to you? Yeah, we have an office in LA. I live about two miles north of LA and then one of them comes in, you know, we do a lot, most of our businesses uh, over the phone and uh, on the internet and proposals and, and that. So how much do you pay them? <laughs> they're extreme. So here's the thing too. We, uh, I view them as our team and we are, and this is being recorded. So other people can come and listen to this, right? So yeah, I'll take this out. Yeah. We'll delete it out. So yeah, I mean, and then and then. Um, Tell me again. I didn't hear it. How much? How much you paying them? I pay one, and the other pay. Okay. Um, and one of the she, she speaks Spanish. I, I, my, and our goal, we set a goal. We have these. Uh, we have a weekly uh, planning sessions Monday mornings. It's something I learned from the podcast. From you know, the, some of the people talked about that through Zoom thing. Uh, our goal is in ten years that we'll all earn three times our income. 
And so um, we're all on the same page. And that'd be wonderful for me because they're wonderful people. I want them to su succeed and to survive, uh, you know, and, and to prosper. And so, 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 um, okay, let's go, let's go. I got it. So, so, uh, <laughs> so, so, so here's my question to you now, right? Because you already know, and you said it even with some almost like hesitation, like you didn't even want to say that. Uh, let me ask you this. You train these people up from scratch, right? Yeah. Wow. Can I have that job? I'm in San Diego. It, it's a great job. It's a, it's a, they have pension plan, health insurance. It's an amazing job. And they have the freedom. And they said, I've got, I'm so fortunate to have great employees. One, this woman who's been with me for 20 years. I mean, she's, she's worth every penny of it, you know? She's very well organized. I'm not, you know, I do more than writing no, stuff. No, no, and, no, 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 but look, here's where you, here's where you as the leader of the business have to make those really fucked up, tough decisions. What you're telling me right now is because you're paying them so much money, the business can't afford to grow. That's a problem. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, no, the, the, the problem, <laughs> they can afford to pay them. That's not the problem. Oh, we have money. There's plenty of money. The concern is they don't want to take the time to train somebody. Well, you're you know, paying them. And it's going to be helping. Yeah, but I, mean, but I, mean, I don't want you're to. You're paying them a <laughs> They won't train somebody? No, it's some people don't like to train. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not, it's okay, not that, okay, that, that okay. the pushback. I, my, my, my philosophy I mean, so, is that we all want to get together. We're working together. I don't want to do something that they, they aren't on board with. And you have a big heart. Yeah, you're too nice. You have a big heart. Dude. I mean, you're so, suffering yeah, so, from the yeah. big heart. You're suffering well, from the so big no, heart. Well, so no, you know, it, it, it works really well. I mean, I, I have a nice life, and there, there, it's, I, I don't go in the. I only go in the office a couple times a month. I, you know, it's it's amazing life, and and you know, for, I'm very very fortunate. Let me say this then, and I don't. Please don't feel ganged up on, dude. I just think you're a great guy with a good heart. You don't have to defend yourself, but listen. This is what I'm saying. It's only one of two things. This is the reason why it's very easy for me to make decisions because I analyze information and then things become binary really quick. It becomes black and white for me very, very fast. And all this information I'm downloading from you right now tells me one of two things. Either you're paying these people too much money to not be willing to train somebody else. Also, you said you go to the office just a couple times a week, if that's true. And if a couple times a month. A month. A couple times a month. A couple times a month. Good for you. Okay. He has a wonderful life. You remember he said that. Well, that's good. But let me ask you this. If you feel it's fair that they shouldn't have to train new people, which I don't agree with that personally, but it's your business. And if you're only working a couple times a month, I know you're the sales guy. You probably work from home. But do you then not have the time to come in and train a new person at least part time and help out with that so that you can get a new person off and running at least for the first month so that they can get the gist of it? And from there, they're not such a burden on your other two employees to help continue the training from that point. Is that not a possibility? That's an interesting idea. That's an interesting idea. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That. You going to work is an interesting idea? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, dude? Listen. You're going to have to go on one extra day a month. That's no, 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 a, no, no, what no, the no, hell? No, 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 no. I can't I believe that this just dawned on you that you could start going to work. No, 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 no. Go into the, go into the office. I work at home. I know, so my, I know, my, I know. My expertise is in is in, is in uh, taking this complicated stuff and writing it, putting it up on the web. We've got a very successful website. It's incredibly competitive in our space. The pay-per-click are like 20 and 30 bucks a click because you know United Healthcare and Anthem Blue Cross, all these huge corporations are competing against us. And so that's where, where I really want to spend more time is writing more good content 
and it's much more productive. And, and, and so we get into so the, the buying things. We're helping people buy rather than sell to them. It's a really, it's a great, it's been great. We're helping people. But your point is that perhaps I, because I'd have to stay in a hotel down in LA. It's temporary. Here's the thing that I want to share with you from my experience is that every small, small, small. Uh-oh. We'll never know. Okay, yeah, you froze up. You froze up when you heard coming. Wait, wait. You froze there a little bit. Oh. Again. I, I probably looked weird. Every bit, every business hits a major bottleneck around that very, very uh, early stage of of employees. You got two employees, one employee, three employees. There comes a point where the owner is the biggest bottleneck because you're handling a few different things, and that's where every everything converges. And a lot of people are, including I was that way too, and I, and I finally fixed it, and now I'll never do it again. The, one of the biggest problems people have is not replacing themselves. And some of the jobs that you're holding, whether it's the copywriter, the salesperson, the marketer, the Google guy, whatever it is, somewhere you've got to replace yourself so that it can free you up. And look, you don't even have to fly and stay in LA. Look, we're on a call right now. Could you not do this with your employee who's working in LA? Could you not even hire remotely and have somebody working? I was gonna tell you this, which I don't wanna seem like I'm the guy that's just pitching like go overseas, but if you call, <laughs> when we get off of this thing, right? When we get off of this call, I want you to look up my website, hogpackaging.com. Call the phone if you want to. The person who answers the phone is in the Philippines. He sounds like he's from Orange County or she, whoever answers the phone, will sound completely American. I took them through the entire two-month training process uh, that it took to learn everything about this stuff, and my customers could not be happier. It's also a very extensive and very complex. They have to learn about materials yeah. and barrier properties and science and all this shit that they have to know to offer the right packaging solution to these food companies, pet food companies. And it took me some time. I did it just like we're doing this over Zoom. I trained them. I sent them samples. So they had physical samples and now they can do it. You have to believe that they are capable. It's not impossible. It just takes a little bit of time. And now what I'm paying these guys, if I were to hire an experienced packaging salesperson in in san diego where i live i'd have to pay him 100 grand or i'd have to pay him 70 plus bonuses i'm paying this guy when i'm paying my main sales guy right now if i told you you would think i was like well, tell us uh i i i pay him listen i pay him uh 1500 a month plus 1.25% commission on every order. Now our average order size is 10,000. Some of our orders are 40,000. So that commission can be a lot. But for the most part, I never pay him more than three grand a month. Mm -hmm. And this dude generates so much money. And they're yeah. so happy, honestly. Like it, it, they're, they're so happy because all, all my people are Filipinos. It's amazing. They, <laughs> they thank you. They thank you. Average salary over there is 600 bucks a month. Make $3,000 yeah. and you're rich. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my, mine's a little bit different. No, I just, I just, I just point mine because you have to be licensed for insurance. There's errors and emission insurance. There are a variety of, you know, regulatory things with our Fine. industry. I understand. Yeah. There's something. But I, I, hear, I hear you say, I, hear you say, I yeah. don't want to go down that path too far, but it's not about <laughs> that. What it is about is that you can train right here from Zoom. And that's important because you can hire somebody anywhere remotely. You can hire somebody in Indiana. You're going to get the same thing. It's not as expensive as it is mm -hmm. in LA. So they're going to be willing to work for less. Right. And the second thing is, 
um, that you've got to replace yourself. And look, it's your business, it's your world. Replace yourself where, if for the jobs you don't like, if you're the bookkeeper, if you're the this and that, replace yourself there somewhere. Look, write a schedule down and say every week I spend this much time on this, 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 this. Figure out where you can take out the most of that time with one hire. I can get somebody to do the accounting and this and this, and that frees up 20 more hours in my week that I don't have to do, and I hate doing that shit anyway. I'm gonna have somebody else do it, and now I've got all this extra time. I'm gonna use that to train this other person. Now they're built up. Now I'm gonna go hire a salesperson. Now you've opened up the bottleneck and the business is free flowing again and you're not stuck in this hole. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, really, that's really helpful. I appreciate that. I mean, one of the uh, challenges in my business is that if I were, so my, my issue when the plans renew, I go through all the detailed analysis with people, especially with the larger clients who are paying fifteen, sixty thousand a month for healthcare. Yeah. I health insurance, I, I, I go through that with them. So if I, if I were to delegate that to somebody who may be more experienced, the concern then is that they start their own deal and take my clients. That happens frequently in this business. And right. so I've set it up to where everything gets paid. I do all the sales. And so I'm just hiring sort of lower level people. But I hear what you're saying exactly that resonated with me. I've been really trying to do that for a while. Mm -hmm. they, I haven't been able to delegate the writing, but I just actually just connected with a, an editor because um, I need to have my stuff edited a bit. They think it would be better if it were. Um, but I heard what you're saying and I've tried, I try to delegate as much as I can, but I just, there aren't as many people to delegate it to, but your point is very, very helpful. I appreciate that. That's really valuable. Um, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. I would say, I would but say, you know, you know, the other thing I would have been, I would make one more point. We're celebrating our 50th year in business this year. My dad started the business in 1970. So it's not like we're a startup. Um, and your, a, business you know, doing well. business. your business has been doing well, right? Yeah. We talked about doing that. Great. Yeah. Doing great. That's, yeah, great. Doing That's great. great. But yeah, and I'll say one more tool as well. I mean, maybe you'll have fun trying to train someone over online, but I use TeamViewer. I don't know if anyone knows that versus Zoom. It's like TeamViewer, because I'm a virtual assistant, I, I can take over the control of their computer or they can take control of mine and I'll show them exactly what to do. I can share the screen while I'm doing stuff with them. Um, so that's, that's what I like more than zoom. If you're going to like zoom's good for these conference calls and stuff, but, um, if you're going to actually want to take control of their computer and show them how to do something, mm. then it's way better than just telling them over video call. So it's like teamviewer.com or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just like team viewer and then, and then select the personal, um, account is free as long as you select the personal personal use or whatever and just try that out so cool wow that's really helpful it's 2020 you got to use the tools that are available make life easier for you that's why they're there yeah so range you offer benefits to your employees uh in the philippines no <laughs> oh, you don't have any, you don't have any his website's benefits cafe in case you're wondering <laughs> I, just put, I put it in the team in the chat so everyone can yeah. check out his company cool yeah, no, you don't, you know, and there, yeah, there are, uh, there are benefits, right? Like I don't, I don't have to pay for payroll taxes. I don't have to pay any of that stuff. They're just wow. contractors, you know, um, at least legally. Now there, now the great thing is this, that I'll say to you, which you may or may not like culture and team is super important to me too. It's not that they're just like some, Oh, here, I pay you guys. Like, you know, you do this, leave me alone. We talk every day. We work together every day. They love the company you know, the customers love them. We have the same experience that I've had when I've had people working in the office. I still have people working in the mm -hmm. office, but most of my guys are overseas now. I have the same experience and the same connection. And, and honestly, I feel like even better. Uh, the work ethic is different. The culture is different. The appreciation is different. You know, it's just, a, it's a, it's, 
I'm so happy with it. And that's why I talk about it because I especially think now you actually have, uh, sounds like you have some revenue, you have money, so you're doing okay. But especially for somebody just, just trying to start a business and doesn't have as much money, the constraint a lot of times is the strain on the business is usually payroll. Uh, and if you can alleviate that, a lot more people would make it. There are people whose businesses went out of business because of payroll. And if they didn't have to deal with that as much, they would have been able to keep going and create more opportunities for more people. So I think you have to use that um, because it's there. And you can also create a great life for somebody else um, overseas, which is, for me, an added benefit. Yeah. I don't feel like it's a dirty secret. I, for me, I'm proud of it. I, I think it's great. I am too, obviously. I mean, that's how I started my whole thing, right? Debrain, did you even have those people before you started listening to the podcast? Like people at virtual mm -hmm. assistants overseas, you did? Bro, no, 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 no. You, I think I told you this first time we talked, you helped me out so much. I listened to that um, interview that you did with Belay. Right. And I, so I was like, maybe I can use a virtual assistant. And I tried to message them and they, it, they didn't get back to me for like two weeks. Then I started looking for other opportunities. And that's when I came across Upwork and I was like, oh, maybe outsourcing overseas. And then the bell just kind of rang in my head. And next thing you know, I started replacing people left and right. I had friends that were still working for me that weren't doing that great. I fired them. I hired people overseas <laughs> and, and yeah, we're much better <laughs> off for it. It was great. Yeah. No, and, and I, so, so that's what I thought. I was just making sure. So even Rain only started picking this up like a year and a half ago, the virtual assistants, like it's not right. like he's been doing it forever. So it's like, Bruce, don't think that he's so far in the weeds. He's got it, you know, he's, he figured it out about a year, year and a half ago and he's totally. been doing it. How did you do it? What did you, what did you use to do go, it? Go on Upwork. I'm so, I'm so, passionate, I'm so passionate yeah. about this company Upwork that I literally bought stock in the company. I think it's going to change the face. Wait, 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 one second. One sec. You know, I interviewed the founder and that's going to be coming out in about a month and a half. Get the fuck out of here. My bad, my bad. Yeah. Whoa. yeah. Well, that's, that's how I started my whole business was through Upwork. When I started my first commercial real estate, I'm like, I don't have, I don't have, want to pay someone 40 hours a week, like, and not have anything for them to do. And then they also, they only pay work by the hour, but it's like, I had that same connection. Like Raymond saying, I've got Skype up all day and it will randomly message each other if we need something. But if I want to teach them something, like I go in phases where I want to teach these people new things and I'll jump on team viewer. Cause there's, there's sometimes I don't want to necessarily train someone like you were telling Bruce to do earlier, Rain. It's like, but at some point I'm like, oh, I got to go teach him this, this rudimentary, rudimentary like task. But hey, as soon as I get done with it, then I don't have to really do it anymore. You ever so, have to think about it again. Yeah. So and these guys it, are smart. Like you they are. And, 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 they're, and they're thankful. Done. They're thankful yeah. and they work hard. So how, it's like, how do you interview them? Up if you, I, so what I can tell you, like my template is for what on Upwork, you put up a job post and then everyone posts back to you, but Which I always put, free, yeah, it's free. yeah, it's free. And so all these, I put these requirements, like four requirements. The first requirement always is like, um, type Ola in the, in the, in the message you sent to me. Cause that way I'm not getting all these auto responses. Cause I want to make sure that at least read all the way to the bottom and you got to put that at the very bottom, you know, or you could say like, just put a random word as a very first word because at least they went through it but then i always have all these requirements and then i filter them out i haven't done any hiring in a while probably about a year but it's like i've got multiple i probably got four or five virtual assistants and they all work i don't know maybe 10 hours a week for me but they like having other jobs too because for me i don't always have to worry about it and then they all love my job and they can't wait till i give them work like i could have one or two people work 40 hours a week but to me it's just been better having them all have different jobs too. Cause then I'm not on the, you know, trying to find work for them that I don't need it, them to do. So, hmm. so just mess around on Upwork. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause what you guys, what's come to my thinking is that I can, 
have people that can assist the other people in the office. Exactly. So the data entry, so start with data entry. Right. Yeah. And, th mm -hmm. and then work from there. So yeah, say what data entry are your people at work doing? And then you outsource that for four or five bucks an hour. Those people in the Philippines are so happy. And then you can actually just connect them on Skype. Like your workers who work in the office, you just get the Skype message of that person and then they can send stuff back and forth, you know, just, and just do little tests. Like just, you know, all, YouTube's how I figure all this stuff out, but I, it's been time. You just got to filter all this stuff out. Right. And it's, it's trial and errors. You might hire a bad one at first, but usually I always look at, you know, how many jobs you can look at their resume, how many jobs they've done and at what their ratings are. If they're not above a 4.5, I'm not even, you know, yeah, there's reviews there. You can read. Their and then I only do Philippines. I've tried all these different countries just to yeah. Philippines. honestly is what I suggest Same. for this type of work. For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, they're no, really. English, yeah. English, and they're all very like religious. They all, they won't lie at all. Like it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, you might, you might get one or two, like I've had, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they yeah. are so religious and they're strict. Like I think 95% of them are Catholic that they're like, yeah, thankful and all this other stuff. So um, that'd be my suggestion. But look, tactically here, Bruce, building on what you just said, because you had a really great idea, there's kind of a couple ways you can come at this. One is like, figure out with your employees now what menial tasks they're doing and hand that off because you don't want to be paying somebody a hundred grand to do something that anybody could do. And maybe when you're hiring, you're looking for somebody that just does the menial tasks, or maybe you are hiring for an account manager and part of their training is starting by taking off some of those little tasks. And by doing that, they're starting to learn from your other employees while you're also contributing to the training. And by doing that, it's kind of a transitional period where you're killing two birds with one stone. They're taking stuff off of their plate and then they're kind of the junior account manager kind of growing up gradually in that way. And once you get the whole wheels turning on that, you can back up. You teach them what you need to teach them, get them plugged into the system. And I also bet you this, your employees now, they might say, I'm not willing to do this. Wah, wah, wah. Once they meet this person, if they like them, and then if it doesn't seem that difficult, they'll jump in. If they're good people, they'll jump in and they'll start doing it. And you'll be back to playing the trumpet and doing yoga in no time, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so the main the main thing bruce too if, if you're like looking for new clients i think the very first one i can remember is i had data entry and i had wanted someone to research emails you know and like that's not one thing i want to be doing it's like prospecting if you're researching emails stuff like that but always start start with something simple just do data entry at first and then work from there right well, that's really helpful information you know it's interesting we started this in sight as a new customer relationship management and we needed to hire somebody to help us with that and we found somebody we weren't that thrilled with and ultimately we asked her to do some data transition from act to insightly and she actually hired we saw she kept us on she had didn't disconnect the the video thing we were doing and we saw that she just went on to on to i think upwork and got somebody from india to do the data <laughs> You could see that she was doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I took a screenshot. So I got the person's name. Yeah, I, I hired a guy one time in Pakistan who was looking at porn on it. I was like, uh, <laughs> come on, I can't pay you for this. Come on, bro. Wow, <laughs> wow. So, it, but it happens. It's it's one was one hire out of like many that I had for certain projects or whatever. But again, if you have one bad one at first, it's worth keep testing and finding someone you know that can actually work it. So. Your guy well, in LA is probably looking at porn too. You know, yeah. So. Yo, Rain, aren't you in LA? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> I've got two females. Yeah, they they're incredibly good. I'm they're they're I'm just really fortunate. They're really great employees. So, but I think that might be a resource. I think the takeaway is for me is that this this could be a resource for them. Right. To, exactly. So we can delegate a lot for of sure. stuff. Boom. Yeah. 
cool. Yeah, it's great. That's really helpful. Yeah. I think this first call went well. I, I think, did y'all like it? Like, uh, maybe we'll do this once a month and at least just, you know, we can ask questions like this. And not necessarily we have to have something specific, but we'll either have Rain back on as, the, as a main co-host, if you will. I, I think it's good for us to kind of take turns. So I'm not just saying everything or if it's someone else. I mean, we're making Erica go to bed now, so it's time to. Oh, shut <laughs> up. My, my kid. My kid kept me up. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, thanks for everyone for joining. I, and uh, I know I only said it a couple of days ago, but I appreciate y'all being patrons. I mean, you know, listening to the podcast, hopefully it's helping y'all and um, had fun doing this. So hopefully we answered y'all's yeah, questions. Thank you. It, yeah, it just bring questions thank next you. time too. Just write them down and that way we can hopefully run through more questions and help you get answered. And hopefully it will help find Erica, a developer too. Yeah. Sounds like she made a connection on this call. Thank you so much. Keep, <laughs> Thanks, keep up guys. the great work. I really appreciate this. It was really helpful. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Lane, Nick. Thanks, whoever else is on. I'm trying to roll through here, but thanks, guys. Fun time. Thanks, guys. Austin. Thanks, Rain. All right. See, see y'all. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. So that I already, that was the original product that I sold on my YouTube channel or that, that, I, that I used on myself. Do you not want to tell us about this at all? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Austin. I don't I don't think this interview is Like I don't understand that it's like something either you're distracted or something's going on. I, I because I mean all I'm asking is about like most people are excited about talking about the product that they finally made and it sounds like you're not excited about it at all. I, I just feel like I'm not I feel like So if you want access to this awkward interview and other exclusive interviews that we haven't published on our main feed, well, join our Patreon, where you can get exclusive interviews that we already have ready for you. Just go to millionaire-interviews.com forward slash Patreon, or check your episode notes below on how you can help us keep bringing you this awesome show.